Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Starbanks Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beauty. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beauty. Natural beauty. Natural beauty. Oh, yeah. You make me feel like I'm wearing a teenage cream. The way I rub you in, I look great. Let's pop a jar and don't ever look back. Don't ever look back. My neck's cute when you go on me. Just one scoop. And baby, I believe I Look snatched, so pop a jar and don't ever look back, don't ever look. I'ma get your heart racing with my skin routine, be my teenage cream tonight. Let you put it all on me, Sunday Riley good jeans, be my teenage cream tonight. Thank you. You, you know, I didn't ask for applause, okay? Very impressed. Um... Teenage cream, baby. It took me a second to realize you weren't doing the actual lyrics. That's how well that oh, well did yes. it. Because the very first one, I was like, I thought it was dream, not cream. And then I realized then what you, was going yes, on. Yes, we, yeah. t- we love a cream here. That's how seamless the whole thing we was. We love a cream. We will talk about creams oh, good. all night on Nash Butte. Welcome, everybody, to Nash Butte. This is your host speaking, the beauty talk shock jock, the queen of creams, your host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, Jackie Johnson. Welcome to the show. My guest today, we just met, we're watching clips of Pete Buttigieg Mm. in the green room. Um... And we have a lot to discuss. She's yeah. a stand-up comedian. She's an actor. She's got a lot going on. She has two podcasts, this uh, Secret Keepers Club and Inside the Closet. We're going to hear about all of them. We're going to hear about her self-care. We're going to hear about all kinds of things. Her name is Emma Willman. Thank you for having Welcome. me. Welcome. Thank you. Very happy it's to so be nice here. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, thank you. I've been watching you on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, boy. Yeah. I Which am, is over. I, over. I keep booking guests where their show has ended. This one just ended it Friday. It just ended. Did I you know. see the season finale? Of course oh, I did. Nice. So my best friend is Catherine Burns. Oh, awesome. Yeah. She's great. She's so talented. Yes. My one my one dance scene where I was kinda gonna be in the scene. Yeah. I got cut from it. Oh. How dare they? For a very good reason. Yeah. I can't dance. Oh yeah. That can be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dyslexic and I I've never even tried to like learn yeah. dancing, but they stand opposite you, and so then it's a lot of, like, left, right, left, right. right. And you're like, but that's not my right. Exactly. It's hard. Catherine is really good at teaching. So for people who don't know, my entire life, my best friend <laughs> Catherine Burns is a choreographer, an Emmy-winning choreographer. She yep. works on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which Emma was just on. And um, she's really good at teaching people who don't know how to dance how to dance. Super accessible. Yeah. That's, so this is 100% attested to me. Plus, I wasn't even supposed to be in the dance scene. It was, it was an episode where there was a lot of kids dancing mm-hmm. at a super sweet 16. And yeah. then they were like, you know what, Emma? Why don't we have you do some of the moves with the kids? Yeah. And after about 10 minutes of me um, literally knocking into children, they're yeah. like, you know what, Emma? Why don't we why don't come in at down? the end <laughs> with a balloon? You know. Is that the episode where they did the royal? Yes, it yeah. is. So I've watched every app. Wow, know. I'm a supportive. Friend, cool, you know. Yeah, and I've and you live in New York, which is why we've probably never crossed paths because I go to every crazy ex party. Oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Because um, I try to be to Catherine's date. Perfect. To everything. That's great. I try to mooch, 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 mooch. Totally. Mooch, 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 mooch you off those plus ones, baby. <laughs> so anyway, it's great that we've met. I'm great friends with Gabrielle as well. Oh, she's such a good actress. And Gabrielle plays your lover. Yes. I don't want to say. Valencia. I don't want to say wife. Uh, you know what? You gotta watch the show. That's what I'm saying. You gotta watch the I'm show. I'm cutting that. Don't. I'm not gonna spoil anything. Just you play a love interest. Yep. And yeah, she's fantastic. She's such a good actress. Because yes. this is my first time doing something. I had done. I did an episode of Crashing where I just played myself. Yeah. But this is my first time playing a character, and uh, woof, acting is a whole other yeah, ball game. So it sure I is. Feel very comfortable saying she did the heavy lifting with our scenes. But that's what's so great is. 
I feel the same way when I book something and I'm acting uh, opposite of someone who's actually really good at it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to make me look really good. You know, I kind of rise to the occasion. It's so weird. I would rise to the occasion and then a couple times I would. It makes you rise to the occasion. It makes it much easier for you because they're so in it. Right. But it is so freaking because she is not like that character is right like her body language changes there's something oh, in her yeah. eyes oh yeah she's so good it, her eyes change she'll yeah. go we wouldn't be recording just talking because her as a person is super chill right just so nice down to earth and then the character is more high maintenance like a type A type yeah. A becomes more chill as the season goes on but right. so different and then when we would start filming it'd be like different person yeah and then I would be like what the fuck how did yeah. she do that who is that in there knock knock yeah. knock I'm yeah. in awe I think acting is so like impressive yeah like do you know the actress um, Madeline Brewer she was she's in Handmaid's Tale she's got one eye in it she yes. was in the movie camp I saw her love her somewhere she's so cool so yeah. I met her a year ago yeah in person and then I ran into her and her boyfriend who's a really good actor too at the cellar and then they came with me to a show but it was just so crazy to see her in person, her being herself, after I'd seen her in the movie, and she's everything, her body language, her facial expressions, everything is different. It's amazing. There's so many, you know Stephanie Beatrice? Yes, I know the name. She's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's the opposite of her character. How do you do that? I'm telling you, because I'm, I'm all about booking that, like, just the version of me job. Oh, yeah, man. I love a good oh. Jackie Johnson character. Amen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who does just it? sign me up for that. I'm not trying to go Daniel Day on everybody, right. you know? Would but, you ever want to be like a murderer in something? Oh, yeah. Me too. I had an audition the other day where I was a murderer and <gasps> I really, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. That would be fun. I'd love that. I would love to be a murderer. <laughs> me too. Maybe that is an extension of us. TBD. The first we'll thing. <laughs> the first thing. Oh, I'm going to turn that off. The first thing I wanted to ask you, Emma. Anything. You grew up in a very small town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up in like a suburb of Dallas. Pretty metropolitan, you know. How was it growing up in a tiny town in terms of, like, becoming who you're supposed to be in your look? Because you didn't have a lot of reference points, I would imagine. What a great Uh, question. For your hair, your style. Like, what was that like growing up in that town? What references did you see in pop culture or wherever that kind of helped inform your choices as as your physical appearance? What a great question. Thank you for asking that question. You're welcome. You know, sometimes when you get a really good question, it makes you think and re yeah. things together in a yeah. way you hadn't uh, yeah. before. Well, so, yeah. I mean, you're wearing a Tommy Hilfiger shirt right now. I'm oh, so down for that. Let me you tell know? you something. I fucking love. Can I swear on this? Yeah, baby. I love a luxury sweatshirt. Love. I've just been getting into it. I like yeah. luxury sweatshirts. I don't know what it is. That's going to be the title of the app. I love That's, a luxury sweatshirt. Yeah. I, I just got into them. And you love jackets. I've seen I you in jackets. a lot of like luxury yeah. jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason, so, okay, so growing up in the middle of nowhere, representation is such an important thing. I felt so disconnected from fashion and my body. If you look at a picture of me, I'm very, I'm androgynous now. Yeah. So I hadn't really seen any depiction of that. So I would actually gravitate more towards seeing like men. Like I loved Jude Law and oh, I loved yeah. Nick Carter. Ooh. Yeah. Backstreet Boys, like why all my friends were like, oh, I want to date him. I was like, I want to be him, yeah. you know? But I couldn't really admit that because it was such a divergence from what everyone else was saying. Right. So because I think I didn't have any representations of what I would even want, I felt like fashion to me felt like such a vortex that I didn't exist in because I couldn't self-actualize at a certain point. And I ended up, I was like a really overweight kid. And I think part of that was just because I couldn't place, well, one, I just loved Pop-Tarts. But two, (laughs) I couldn't place myself in any kind of like fashion category that I could see my body wanting to showcase. So it was really tough. And then only when I got more comfortable with myself and in college, there I started being like, oh man, I could buy men's clothes too. And it was like a light bulb went off. And what off. a crazy thing that that wasn't, you know, because again, that was never, never even thought a thought growing up. Not even a thought. I mean, yeah. I remember there's this point where I was in the woman's side and I saw a sweater on the men's side. And I was like, oh my God, I could just walk over there. Right. And get that damn sweater. And nobody's going to know. No one's going to know. Right. And it's, it's going like, to be like, wait a minute. Nope. That's right. supposed to be on a guy. Right. <laughs> it's happening again. Right. So they, so. It was just such a shift. And then I went through this phase where I was wearing men's clothing that really didn't fit. And then I started being like not really liking fashion because I still hadn't seen any like thing I would like would be guy and then it wouldn't fit on me. And then I think maybe in the past six years, more like androgynous women's fashion has been popping up places. And I got a stylist who who turned me on to like 
like certain kinds of like Ted Baker jackets. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I started being like, oh, I can wear something that I feel good in. And it really shifts how and I want things to fit. Right. Right. You know, but fashion to me growing up, it wasn't just that I wasn't into it. I was repelled away from it because I associated fashion with things that like may be uncomfortable gender identity wise because it'd be like like in high school, I wore like dresses and skirts because I thought that's what I was supposed to wear. Right. So it was brutal. So it was uh, it was like being lost in a forest and having no idea that there was even land outside that forest. That's what it was kind of like. While all the while, you know, listening to Backstreet Boys. Oh, fucking. And DMX. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's quite a lot going on in my in my little head there. But it also I'm so happy to be doing something about skincare stuff because that's been a huge thing for me. But I think not placing fashion stuff also made me like not into like other self-care things. Right. Like basic like wash your face, use toner, whatever right. the hell. Yeah. So I was like I was lost for a long time. And it w- was there a certain turning point? Oh, man. So it was like, I think there was a couple turning points. Yeah. So the first turning point when I started being like, okay, because I remember when I was little, I used to wear the exact same thing every single day because I hated clothes. That's a capsule wardrobe. I That's wore- <laughs> what we would call that now. I had a capsule yeah. wardrobe. <laughs> and it was in second grade. I, was, I would scream because my mom would be like, you know, you need to wear something else. Like you're wearing the same thing every day. And I would just be like, no. I want to wear this long T-shirt and these tight tights. I just would sh- shriek that I had. So she got me a bunch of the same outfit. Yeah. But it was like. Capsule wardrobe. Capsule like wardrobe. Like Obama. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't look as good as him. Yeah. I'll be honest. And I would wear. <laughs> he so, can wear a suit. Honey. She can. He he can hang tight. Oh, yeah. And he fits well and he looks oh, cool. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't really representing like that. <laughs> but she, it was like. I think it was like in. In. Going into high school, I had this friend, and we we went to this, like, hippie school, elementary, and it was like, okay, now we're going to high school, so we got to, like, look cooler, and she was like, okay, like, time to wear, like, dresses and heels and stuff, so turning point one was me being like, shit, and having to wear this stuff that I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable, but this is what I'm supposed to wear, and people are like, oh, you look cute, da-da-da, so I'm getting, you know, co-signed from society, but I feel frick weird. Right, which is such a mindfuck. Mindfuck. Yeah. Turning point one where I'm like, this doesn't feel good. And then turning point two was being in college and kind of like coming out as gay and then seeing other people that like had fashion in a way that I was more comfortable with, which does isn't necessarily associated with sexuality at all. But that's just where I had the first time I saw, right. you know, I don't even know what to call anybody anymore. People with vaginas and more masculine clothing. I don't know. Yeah. I get so confused. Uh, but that's the first time I saw that. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then so then turning point two was when I started getting men's clothes. And then turning point three has been when I'm like, OK, I want to um, look better for, you know, entertainment stuff, too. I want to wear colors that pop and I want to look healthy and I want to try to look good. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the Hunger Games out here for performers. Truly. You know, that's just competitive. Yeah. So I got to keep it pop. You I want to look cream up, baby. Got to cream up. I want to try to like look good. And <laughs> yeah. skin problems. Ooh, that messes up everything. It's so hard. Yeah. Struggling with acne because I've had acne stuff for a while. Yeah. Like uh, in your teens, 20s, uh, beyond? Yes. Yeah. I had it in high school, mm-hmm. but it wasn't where it got so bad was when I came, first moved to New York. Mm-hmm. That's when my skin, I started taking, and then I'm taking like antibiotics and like all kinds of problems with skin. And I remember I kept thinking about Accutane and I kept not doing it because it's supposed to also make you depressed. So I'm like, well, I'm already... I already get depressed. Right. So I don't want to play you around with that. You want to double down. You want to double down on the depression. Right. You know? In this in this economy, <laughs> that would be not, yeah. Right. And We're my, not down for that. Exactly. Yeah. So my doctor would be like, all right, I think you should do it. So it took a bunch of years for me to finally be like, no, I'd go on antibiotics. It would clear my skin. I'd tried all these diets, like so many skincare things. And then I would do facials that would make me more broken out. And it would get under control. And then, man, it would... I'd, I'd say maybe five months ago I did. Have you ever heard of the low FODMAP diet? No. It. <laughs> and I, I'm. I thought I've heard it all. Tell oh. me what the hell that is. <laughs> it's uh, it's like uh, you're only supposed to eat things that are really easy to digest. Oh. So it's like white rice, um, nothing like no broccoli, nothing with fiber in it, like no like sauces, nothing acidic. Um, you can eat potato chips. That doesn't make any sense. So it's a diet not to lose weight. It's a diet purely for your digestion. Right. So you're not supposed to eat tons of potato chips. I actually was, and I actually gained some weight on the diet. Yeah. 
So that but, was potato chips are greasy and salty. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I kind of skimmed when yeah. I was reading about the diet, but I'm like 99 sure you could eat potato chips on it. Rice, potato chips, anything else? Um, you can make a nice chip and dip. Yeah. A little rice. But I mean, I love. I'm oatmeal. My digestion isn't great, so yeah, I'm kind of interested. So Google the low FODMAP diet, and there's yeah. other blueberries. Oh yeah, great. Um, I'm raspberries. Down. I'm down so far. No broccoli. Broccoli's yeah. bad. Yeah. No beans. Broccoli will get those farts yeah, popping. Anything that makes you gassy is right. basically. It's good for people with IBS and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's doing that. Skin clears up. So I was like, oh, shit. I figured out what was wrong with me. I stopped taking my birth control that I was taking for skin. Yeah. Stopped taking my antibiotics. Stopped taking yeah. spironolactone. Yeah. I'm All of a sudden, I'm going rogue. Yeah. Only doing the diet. Yeah. And then broke out worse than I ever had in my entire life. Oof. Well, did you gradually go off of all those things? Uh, that might have been it, too. No, I didn't. So you had a real struggle because that's like the cocktail right there, spirulactone and antibiotics and... I can show you pictures actually on it. Like it was, and the, I think the reason it was so painful too is because my skin had cleared up. Yeah. Relatively. Like I'd say it had gotten like 85% better for a while. Yeah. And then when I started doing low FODMAP, all of a sudden it was the best it had ever been. And then it was like, boom. never mind, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're here, bitch. Right. We're back. And it was, it was, and it, it was connected to, I was in Chicago, and I had gotten cocky because my skin was so good. Right. And I ate two pizzas. Oh, yeah. Dairy and gluten, and yeah, I hadn't yeah. been eating dairy or gluten. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, all of a sudden, my skin just got the worst it ever had. Well, that's had. what happened. I mean, damn. It was so bad. And yeah. then it wasn't going away. Like, I stopped eating gluten and dairy. I went back to my um, strict potato chip regime. <laughs> and then skin was, it was so Everything was puffy. And you know what it made me do when I couldn't control the acne? I went and got Botox yeah. and fillers because that felt like something I could control. Yeah. And then the doctor said, you got to go on Accutane. Yeah. And then I had to take an abstinence test for Accutane and I failed that test. What? Wait, What? what's an abstinence test? So are, how familiar are you with Accutane? I've done it twice. You have? Yeah. Oh. So you have to take, you have to fe- log into oh, a know federal that. website. And they ask you all these personal questions, and they legally, if you have a vagina, they make you legally be prescribed birth control because birth defects are very bad. Right. So, and I believe every month (laughs) through your dermatologist, you must get a pregnancy test through blood work to make sure that you ain't fucking around on the Accutane. Right. So what is an abstinence test? So where this got tricky is they're not factoring in that there might be people that you know, aren't at risk for getting pregnant because of their yes. gayness or yes. sexual orientation, yeah. or whatever the correct word is. I there. always wondered that. I had a friend, a lesbian friend who got on Accutane and she was like, well, I'm gay. I'm, that's not an issue. And I was like, well, that's you got to take that up with them. I don't know how they control that. They don't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how it went down was I was like, they were like, you know, how do you plan on remaining absent? And I was like, oh, I'm actually not absent. I'm in a relationship, but it's not in a relationship where I'm at risk for getting pregnant. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, there's this thing called, like, gay people, and, like, I'm obviously one of them. Like, I don't know if you uh, are, like, visually impaired or yeah. whatever. But, like, also, like, what God forbid, what if it was someone that, you know, like, I like, like, my girlfriend passes a straight 100%, you know, because right. I got eyes and stuff. But so it's like, what if she went in there to do that? Right. Like, it's like they would have just been, their heads would have exploded. And my doctor's office is in Manhattan, and my dermatologist is a wonderful, um, guy. he's great. I yeah. love him. So it was just a really, it was awkward because I was like, I'm not, I'm not abstinent, but I'm not. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'll play ball. Like this is a society, a separate thing. Like I really want to go on Accutane. I'll just put down, put down that I'm abstinent. And then I didn't have to take um, birth control. But to say, if you're going to say you're abstinent and not be on the birth control, you have to, you have to fill out all this paperwork. Yeah. So I put down abstinent and then I did that in the doctor's office and I left and then they said, okay, you have to take a quiz showing that you are well versed in what it means to be abstinent. Like Jesus, if you, you know, say, say you get hot and bothered and then you get you the guy and you are hooking up and then there's like pre-com, like how long you have to wait before the something, something. Jesus. So I'm kind of zipping through these questions, but I don't know the answers to this stuff. I respect the answers and I respect all these sexual things that happen in them. But I just didn't know how it worked. So then I failed it. 
And they were like, we caught your bitch ass. You ain't abstinent. Right. Yeah. And so then I called them and I was like, hey, I failed the abstinence test. And my doctor was like, oh, I never even considered that could be a thing. Right. And I was like, I failed the abstinence test, but the abstinence test doesn't apply to me because I'm not having straight sex. So, like, can't is there any way around it? And they were like, no, you have to pass it. That's so... <sighs> it was kind of degrading. Like, I mean, that's really... Yeah. It was like... And then I was like, all right, well, okay... Or, okay. Uh, and then once you put in whatever you are, you have to stick to it in the system. So right. I couldn't just say, okay, fine, I'm taking birth control. So then I had right. to take it again. Failed it. Jeez. So then my... Sounds f- like you'd have to, like, take a damn college course in order to answer these questions yeah. correctly. And then my friend was like, I'll just take it for you. And then the nurse was like, you know, we come in the office, we'll do it. But instead, I ended up... And I and I called the, I called Accutane and was like, this seems, like, totally you weird. You called 1-800-Accutane? 1-800-Accutane. Yeah. I called him up. I said, excuse me. <laughs> And I was like, this seems like, I was like, do you guys really want to go on record that you don't consider gay sex sex? And so you're going to call me being abstinent, even though I'm not abstinent. And the guy was like, Ugh, I'm just the fucking customer service person. So then I was like, OK, fair, fair, fair. And yeah. then I kind of I was just like, look, I just want to take the pills. Can you just like push me through the system? And they could not. So I mean, they monitor that shit they so monitor closely. It. And they said they're like, you know, a lot of people will say that. And then you never know what happens. You have a few drinks. And I'm like, I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> But then I got on the I got on the Accutane and it's been about a month. Okay, so you're new to it. I'm new. Yeah, you did it twice. Yeah. How was that? Why two times? Well, I I was pretty lucky in terms of acne growing up. Um, my sister had pretty severe acne, and I feel like I kind of made fun of her, and then karma came back, mm. you know, kind of thing. So I started getting acne in my early twenties, and by I'd say twenty two, I had a full mask of both. Tiny zits as well as cystic. <sighs> and same as you, like, I started auditioning. I started, and I would just slate, and in my head, I would be like, I look like a monster. Totally. Those cameras are fucking so extreme. And this was 2007-ish, so it wasn't even as bad now. Um, but it was stressful, so I did it. I had amazing results. I had a pretty mild treatment. The only thing really that I say I like chronic issues would be the chap lips oh yeah I'm getting that now yeah and um and I feel like my hair thinned out hmm. um a little but in terms of like mood and shit I wasn't it wasn't a big deal I looked fucking perfect for really? a good couple years wow. and how many milligrams if you don't mind I believe I was doing 40 so I'm only I'm on 20 yeah yeah so he cut it because I told him I said I'm, I'm worried about that depression stuff yeah yeah I was like I get depressed anyway yeah you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, I'm, I take Wellbutrin and Zoloft and Vivance, and those help me out. But yeah. like, I don't drink. But yeah. you're not allowed to drink on it. But I was yes. like, I fuck. Uh, mm, you yeah. know, doing comedy and traveling all the time. I'm like, mm, right. Let's let's not let's not go too hard yeah. in the depression department. Are you gonna do it for six months? I might have to do it for longer because you're the, doing twenty milligrams. Doing twenty milligrams. Yeah. I mean, listen. I think it's it. I I honestly think it's a miracle drug. Are there a lot of crazy side effects? Sure. There's literally side effects to every medication. Yeah, I'm growing another toe. But yeah, but you know, it might be that, handy for your balance, right? You know. <laughs> um, and then when I was 25, so three years later, I started getting breakouts again, but they were no. very small, tiny. And my dermatologist was like, "You want to do it again?" And I was like, "You know what? Why not? Wow. It wasn't that bad." Once you get the routine down, because it's stressful, you got to drive to the lab and do your blood work every month, every month. And then you have to go to the dermatologist. The first time I did it, I did it with no insurance. Oh, boy. It was over $1,000 a month. Oh, shit. Which I had no money. My dad paid for it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But I was young and like, I was totally. like, I need it, dad. You know, um, it's, it's you know, skin is so hard to crack and being on camera. I've talked about this before. Do you know Joel Kim Booster? Yes, so Joel Kim Booster, I figured you'd know because y'all are stand-ups, was in here um, along oh, with right. Matt and Rogers. Was, and he did Accutane. I knew yes. that. So one of we the talked times, about yeah. it a lot. And there's a new thing they're doing where they're like microdosing it. Mm-hmm. Like you can take a very tiny amount every day and a lot of actors are on it. That's what I'm... We take it every day for like the rest of your life? Yeah, like indefinitely. Oh, that doesn't seem good. Yeah. Well, but you take such a tiny amount of it. Like smaller than 20 milligrams? I feel like you take one every week or something. That's interesting. And it'll keep your skin looking on point. Da, 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 da. That's really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you want to, that, I, I didn't know, that's very interesting. I hadn't heard yeah. of that. Because I thought the 20 milligrams was almost microdosing. Yeah. But yeah, his skin looks great. Yeah. But he's had mm. a big struggle too. I mean, these cameras, and that's so interesting to hear that because I've been sn- looking at your Instas and your skin looks fucking glowing. Do so, you like face tune zits out yeah, or what? Yeah, so here's the thing. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, when I, 
I remember when I first, especially when the skin broke out so bad yeah. recently. Like, I'd say it was, it was a, I felt bad too because it was both times that I was filming Crazy X, I had like a big breakout. And the second time, I had had clear skin in between then. So yeah. it was like, oh, I'm You're back. Like, Why couldn't you call me back when I looked cute? Like, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. a year later, I was like, you know, if I'd been those first couple episodes, you wouldn't have to be doing so much makeup on me. But it was like, it because the, the very first time when I came out, I had been having kind of a bad breakup, and then I come out for Crazy X, and then I was like, I need to fix my skin quick, and I did the worst thing. So yeah. what I'm about to say, do not do. I went and I got a microdermabrasion facial, mm-hmm. which if your skin is bad, yeah. it makes it, it's it's very irritating. You need rest period for that. Yeah. So that, all of a sudden, my skin got worse so bad. Yeah. And then that just made the whole thing worse. But then it, you know, calmed down, regime, everything had was better. And then by the time it was the second time, I just eaten that damn pizza, skin worse than ever. Yeah. And it's like I also did the acne laser treatments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was I when I would do auditions, I would wear like a good amount of makeup. Where I would have be the worst would be like if I just kind of like want to go get a coffee and not wearing makeup, I wouldn't be able to make eye contact with people. Yeah. Because you just feel or like I'd be in the makeup store and I feel like I'd go in. And they'd be looking at me like, "Ooh, a project like yeah. Frankenstein." And then I'd not, I would, they'd come over and be like, "Are you okay?" And I just kind of like scurry away. Yeah, like I felt scared. I relate to all of this. Oh yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's so sad. I just I say this every time acne comes up, like to all the honeys listening that have acne, like we 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 understand. And it's so hard. One hundred percent. Oh, but to answer your question. So when it was so bad, that's when I downloaded Facetune. Yeah. And then I felt weird because I would be talking about it on my podcast. Like, you know, my acne is really, really bad. And then I'd be posting pictures and people would be like, what are you talking about? Your skin looks great. No, I mean, yeah, honestly, like gorgeous. But right. But I'd be editing. the. So recently I haven't had to in the same Mm -hmm. way. But. Yeah, I'm, ed- I'm editing the pictures, so I'm editing the pimples out. Yeah. But then that always feels like I would be, like, pretty on. I would try to be honest about it. But then I was like, I want to be honest, but I also want to, like, actually post pictures, too. Right. So. You know what? It's every person's right. That's what my friend Bonnie soon. says. It's every it's every person's right. You know, and. That's your platform. You can go as, you know, listen, we all know social media is fucking fake. Right. We all know that we only put up photos that make things look good and convenient and cute for us. There's a lot of shit you don't see. And that's why I get shocked when people are like, wait, I mean, your skin looks good. I'm like, well, I mean. Yeah. 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 You know? I mean, listen, and I've cut way back. I'm I've going, cut way back. If you go back like, like a year and a half, there was some questionable images. Right. Where you just, it looks too fake. Oh, I overdid the yeah. nose, a little too much tweaking, a little too much blurring. But I've gotten really good at it now. And I, I refuse to like really do it now. Mm. I will do a little uh, rubber stamp out a zit or like, you know, I definitely play with colors and things. But like I don't completely remorph my whole face anymore. That's very... I mean, and also now your skin is great. Your skin looks awesome. I had a crazy breakout a few weeks ago out of nowhere. Hmm. And I still am not sure exactly what happened. I'm always trying new things for Nashville. And I got a new sunscreen. And I think that might have been it. But I don't want to try it again. Because what if it comes back? I mean, I had them on the tip of my nose, all around my mouth. I mean, I I was like, what is going on? It was sort of like like you. I was like, what? Right. And most of them were very small. That's the one thing about post-Accutane. You, you will still get breakouts every once in a while, but they'll be so little. Hmm. They're like little tinies. But I was like, I can't have this. This is bad. Right. But I will back. say, that new filter on InstaStory, the first filter. Oh, it's great. I think it's Paris. Mm. People DM me like, your skin looks amazing. I'm like, motherfucker, Paris. it's that Paris app. Right. It blur the, it just blurs out. Yeah. I'm like, I look good because I fucking never step into bad lighting. Right. And I blur the shit out of myself. I know the game. Yes. I mean, I'm a real human being. Right. I have pores. I have texture. I'm 34 years old. Your skin looks great. Thank you. It looks, are you good about not 
popping the pimples? No, I I get in there. I which I, is so bad. I but know. but if it's sitting there with the little head on it, I'm gonna pick it. Like, what are you supposed to do? Just let it slowly die out? Do you watch those videos on YouTube? Oh, pop, pimple poppers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Honey. I've been can't I, get enough. I've not been watching them. Yeah. Because I I uh, I watch one that. It's kind of like with like porn a little bit. If you're clicking around and all of a sudden you click something that's like so much more extreme than you yeah. ever even imagined. Yeah. I was clicking around with the pimple popping and then I watched one oh, where it was this guy just he just cut open a, a cyst and it yeah. just yeah. kept pouring out yeah, the yeah, pus yeah. and just pouring yeah, out. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> And it was so. I don't. Ugh, I, I don't, wish everyone could see your face. It was it's bad. the best face that's ever been made in this studio. It was because it, it clearly wasn't a blackhead. It what was like, color was the ooze? Like white, yeah. uh, but white, uh, whitish yellow. But yeah, it was yeah. clearly like they had to like cut it open. Yeah. So he they opened a cyst. Yeah. Not a blackhead. I have seen the most dark, crazy shit come out of things on Doctor Pimple Popper, like black. <laughs> Yeah, dark black masses. Do they get paid for that when they get that? Like, because do they get yeah. paid to like harvest and make it? So they have yeah. such bad acne to build content for these poppers. I think if I'm guessing that they get their free free treatment, they get a free treatment. I don't think they get paid on top of that. Right. You know, reality TV doesn't pay. Right. We all know that. Maybe they have talent scouts out places oh, just they, looking for zits. They definitely have Craigslist you. ads. Yeah. You're going to be a big star. Wouldn't you love, I would love that. You're sitting at the coffee bean. Excuse me. I could make you famous on Dr. Pimple Popper. You right. have a giant zit on your forehead. You're you want to pop that? You're telling your friends, like, I was approached by an agent today. Yeah. And they're like, really? I'm like, well, it's just for having a fucked up pimple. But, you know, whatever. I would totally go on Dr. Pimple Popper. Would you really? Yeah. I mean, I heaven forbid I ever have anything that needs to go. Right. You know, because um, little tiny zits and like regular. She needs, she's, she's stepped the game up at this point. I mean, she's oh, only yeah. popping 19 year olds, Ugh. you know, cysts on your underarms and boils and whatnot. Ugh. It's yeah. so much. But the it, the video has like millions of subscribers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're not alone. Well, she has her own show now on TLC, I, didn't know I believe. That. Yeah. And she just pops pimples the whole time? Yeah. I guess. I haven't watched it, if I'm being honest. Let me see. I'm pretty sure it is on TLC. Because that means she's yeah, got to go into TLC. the story of the person's life. It can't yeah. just be straight. It's got to build up to the Right. Popping. We got to see them at home. Right. We got to see how this happened. I totally understand how it could happen. I have this one spot on my arm that. This is disgusting. You by get the a way. Reappur- reoccurring. This is, this is disgusting. And and oh boy, let's hear it. But you know what? I share everything with y'all at this point. There and you can't see it. It's not like a risen spot. But there's this little spot on my arm, and if I squeeze it, something always comes out. Something comes out. Always. It, not always, because I only I only remember to squeeze it like once a year, right? Like oh, once oh, every few months. Oh. But, like, I think it's a boil. Hmm. I think it, I've Googled it. How do you get a boil? I don't know. You can't see it, though. I you see know? nothing. Like, I can't even find where it is right now. Yeah, I don't see it. Do a you thing. want me to squeeze it and show you? <gasps> I'm just kidding. That's disgusting. I mean, but you kind of want to, right? Yeah, I'd be it's okay with it. It's just a but... little stream <clears throat> that comes out, and <clears throat> then, um, and then, you know, it's gone. I wonder if it is, because then there's some certain places where it's like you get regular. Because I had certain right. places where I get always get a pimple. Yeah. Always. It's yeah. It's chin. like that one pore. Oh, my God. I had a boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend had this one pore on his back. Ooh. And it was like every five months, I would go. I would be like, it's time. Why do girls like to do that? I don't, I don't like to do that. But I've yeah. had it. But I've dated people that do. And I yeah. see a lot of like, it's like a quote. I mean, I... I, I don't know as many, not to stereotype, but I've seen a lot of times like women like to do that. Yeah. I don't what know. What the hell is, is it? Is it a woman thing or is it a specific like personality type? It must be a specific personality type. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, but. But, I, but it was like. They it like was, to push the fucking pimples. It was so fun. Like it reminded me of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream mm. Coat, like the coat of many colors. Like I would squeeze it, and just oh. this beautiful f- fabric of colors would shoot out. God damn! It was red and orange and yellow and white and blue and you know, Oof. and and it was so great. And then it was done. And then I have to wait another few months for it to fill back up. Oh, the poor guy. And he was was he was okay with it? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think it hurt. Because I would, I had someone that would like would want to like push a pimple. It was on yeah. my shoulder, and I'd yeah. be like, no. Because then I was like, I don't feel sexual, right? I don't. And they were like, no, 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 I like it. But it was just, and then I would see them if I didn't let her do it, she'd be like looking at it, right? Like fixing, just waiting. On it. Yeah. yeah, like she'd be like, uh huh, uh huh, and I'd be like, I fucking, do yeah, it. go ahead, fine, yeah. But it might turn her on, you know. It could, and then I'd, I'd be down for that. Yeah, you know, a little pimple kink enthusiasm is What's the most your attractive kink, thing. Baby? Yeah, pimple pushing would be. I mean, that would be. An, but there is something a little. T- smidge of sexual about watching those pimple release videos 
not only in that it's like a tension and release. Oh yeah, because it's like they're approaching it. I mean, it's it does those videos do not turn me on, but there is something about the tension and it's like when I watch chiropractor videos where they crack the back, the build up, and then the <laughs> same with the Oof. pimple, the pop. What if maybe that's my kink is chiropractic chiropractors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a release. Yeah, you know, you're like ah. Afterwards, God, it's so scary. I've only had maybe five adjustments because it's so oh, I scary go all the time. But you know, they like grab your head and they literally yank it, and yep. you hear, and I'm like, "Am I alive? Woo! Yeah, is my spine attached? Yep. Because it sounded as if you just decapitated. Totally, me. you love it though. I love that. I go all the time. Yeah, I go about once a week, and uh, every time, you know, pretty much, they're like, you know, if you strengthen your core muscles, you would need to come in. Yeah. And I'm like, but You're this like, is what I look I'm forward tired. to. <laughs> and I love going to the chiropractor. It's like the light of my life. Yeah. It's I my love favorite that. thing to do. I tell my chiropractor nearly, I say, you know, this is my favorite thing of my life. And he said, that's sad. Yeah. He said, maybe on the way out, get some, uh, get those antidepressants yeah. <laughs> filled. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're passionate about chiro- uh, chiropractic. Love it. Chiropractic. Chiropractor. And then for there was I was going through a phase when I quit smoking where I'd always go into those um, body massage places mm-hmm. in New York. I just love uh, like back rub mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, love that. Mm-hmm. Well, while we're talking about bod, yeah, I would love to talk to you about your hair, please, because you have a style, baby. Short blonde. It's very short. Yeah, it, and it's platinum. Mm-hmm. And has it? It hasn't always been that light, right? No. So yeah, I would say. I've always had really blonde hair. Yeah. And then I cut my hair short. Oh, man. I cut it short right after college. Mm -hmm. But when I had long hair, I always wore it in a ponytail on top. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I would put it down, but it felt weird. So I just didn't know what to do with it. And then I I thought about cutting it short, and I went to Puerto Rico. I was with my sister, who looks just like me. Cute. But she's, like, taller (laughs) and very feminine. So I wanted to see what the short hair would look like on her Mm -hmm. before I did it, because I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So I pitched her. I said... Would you do it to you? And she said, fuck off. So that didn't work. Yeah. So then I waited like another month. And then I was in Puerto Rico again. My mom had a friend that lived there. Why I did it in Puerto Rico is unbeknownst to me. Yeah. I think it was like I was just out of my routine. But the problem was I went into the salon and I brought a picture of Jude Law. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want hair like this. And there was a language barrier in yeah. that salon. And uh, I, it was so stupid to go into a salon where I didn't. No references, didn't know the person. So the first haircut, they didn't do it like Jude Law. They did it like like an older woman's like blowout like she's going to church. Mm-hmm. It didn't look good. So then I went back the next day and like was like holding up the picture of Jude Law. And they were like kind of confused, but they cut it short. And it looked, it was all right. And then I had it short like that for like just a long time. Yeah. And then with the platinum, I would say about because I remember it was right there was this one person I stopped dating and I got it done like right when we stopped dating I got a message from someone that was like hey I'm a hairstylist would you ever consider going blonder and I was like that's crazy that's cute I'm already blonde why would I go blonder and then I mentioned it to that person and uh, she was in the business she was a manager for choreographers so she was like pretty like very image conscious and she was like I absolutely think you should go blonder I think it would look cool like make it pop more so I went in I did it and I was happy with it the first thing I did I got um, just got it like the tips blonder Mm -hmm. and then I went in again and got it like another boy band a boy band moment Mm -hmm. another boy band moment and I've been thinking I might want to go even blonder like maybe have it be like white I mean you're pretty platinum now you think I should go whiter? Why not? I mean, how just is try it? How has it been the processing? I mean, you're already blonde, right? So I have so. to moisturize it a shit ton. Yeah. And I was going to this. I always used to just go to like whatever salon was near me when I needed to cut, and that is a that was a huge mistake. Yeah, I do the same thing. It's not was it was my hair was getting all fucked up. Yeah. So then when I started dyeing it, I asked around and I started going to this. It, I I made a big jump. It went from just any salon that would cut my hair to this one salon in Soho that's really expensive. Like before I went in there, they were like, oh, before you work with us we have to do a consultation so i had to go in there and just like talk to them right to see if you're like worthy of their appointment book hey that's what it felt like i was like and then i of course then i was like am i in (laughs) please i want nothing more than this fucking haircut now yeah so i did it and then they dyed my hair and then now i've been going to that place to do it um and i've been really happy with it i think it like looks a little bit cooler yeah i mean in some of your photos you spike it 
up some you which go one do down you like more so recently i've been thinking that i like to wear it down a little bit more because mm-hmm. what i don't I, some of them it looks too disheveled well you posted this one photo you have headphones on and the whole back is spiked okay and it was serving me like pink from the like don't don't let me get me video so i was, was like this is this is my aesthetic right now so that like, was as that was uh that was not intentional that yeah. was i was doing an episode of a podcast and i had just like been definitely sleeping sleeping on it. Yeah. Rolled out of bed and then like ran in to do that. And but so it, it was like cool. You think so? Yeah. Maybe I'll try. I mean, that was just like my hair looked like a um like a Q-tip or something. Yeah, but it was serving me like pink, you know, like get this party oh, started. Wow. Yeah, like that. You're doing it Have right it now. up in the back and then kind of yeah. like comb down in the front. Why not? I'm open to whatever because I want it to look more stylized. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how do you style your hair? So now, so yeah. you're asking at exactly the right time. Because I'm glad. I used to just kind of t- just do this. Yeah. So like, just run my wild. hands through it wild. I call that do- the dog lick. I used to do the dog lick. Just like you let a big Labrador go. Yes. Yeah. That's what I used to do. I don't know why I say that. I just because it does do it because yeah. it's like some is this way, some right, is that right. way. Yeah. So then now I just got a comb and it's not really done right now. But I'll like kind of like comb it down and then I like what I really try to have is have it be down in the back. Basically, get out of the shower, put some moisturizer in it, comb, and then I get put some like putty mm-hmm. and then I try to like comb it down more. Yeah. So it's not quite so crazy. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. But you could, if you wanted to, like, totally do your whole head. You could totally. spike the whole head. Or, yeah. like, on Crazy X, your character was, like, a little more conservative. So yep. she, you would go straight down. Straight down. Yeah. Because yep. I want it to look either, like, boyish or, like, together. I don't like it. I don't want it to look, like, softball coachy. Like, no mulleting. I don't like it when it, like, mullets a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though full respect to the mullet, it's just not something that I feel like I can pull off or want to, per se. Not your vibe. Not my vibe. Yeah. But I kind of, I mean, I would love to, like, if I got, like, really good shape, I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to, like, buzz my head. Yeah. But I feel like I'd want to be, like, ripped. If I, I mean, it's always, I always think it's ridiculous if I say, oh, if I, I want to do this, I'm in really good shape. Because it's like, all right, that why is that the reason to do something? But I feel like if the shorter your hair, the more everything else pops out. So, but that would be cool, I think, to have a shaved head. How short has been your shortest? The shortest was probably about an inch and a half. So right now, what would you say my hair is now? Like three inches? Mm, I'm really bad with Me measurements. But yeah, three, four. Three, four. So I'd say the shortest was probably like an inch and a half. Well, you could go maybe full two. buzz. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do full buzz. And then as soon as you start getting hair growth, do it like silver, like Cisco. I think it would. Oh, my God. Cisco. Don't you think that what would be a, a throwback? Look? I figured you'd yeah. know if you like DMX or. Right. Of course. I love Cisco. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That little guy. Yeah. I. You know what? He looks really good, by the way. Does he? I randomly. He's somebody, aged well. He's aged well. Somebody sent me a video of him. I talked about the thong song a very long time ago mm-hmm. in Nash Butte. Um, and. And somebody sent me like a where are they now kind of thing. And he talked all about how Thong Song came about because that was a moment. Oh, that was huge. That was the biggest song in the whole world. I love that shit. Where yeah. are they now? I fuck. I love like I just watched the Lou Pearlman documentary yeah. and Innocence and like LFO and some other people were weighing in that I hadn't even thought of in years. And Cisco is one of those people where because what the hell happened after Thong Song? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was in. What was the big Drew, Drew Hill? Hill. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking great. They had a couple hits. How deep is your love for me? Right. Tell me what it's going to be. The 20-year-olds in the green room don't know what we're talking yeah, about. But that's okay. Hell? You know what? I love that for y'all. Yeah, they were. Yeah, we're just we're giving you a gift in a way. Because yes. now you get to Google them. Yes. Drew Hill was good, but then he popped off yes. with Dong Song. Yes. And then he didn't really, you know, matching a hit like that. I don't know. Maybe he's just touring. But if he looks good, then. Yeah. You know, if you're careful with your cash. You could have taken Thong Song all the sure. way into retirement. Right. You know, if you don't fuck around. Right. You know. And taking care of yourself, taking that's where it really yourself. comes in. Like, you know who is the rapper that that when he, he wasn't super famous, but his transformation in looks is like Lil Cease, who was one of like uh, Biggie's guys. Mm-hmm. Remember, do you remember him at all? He was big. He was heavy. Not like Biggie, but big. No. Lil Cease. He was like, Lil Caesar, bitch, please. That's all I remember. If I type Lil Caesar, it's just going to bring up the pizza, right? <laughs> it's Lil Cease. So it's like Lil Cease. Is it Cease as in Caesar, though? L- I C- think so. C-A-E. Oh, here he is. Lil, Lil C- C- Well, he's Lil Cease. Oh, Lil, Lil C- C- C-E-A-S-E. Yeah. I know that rhyme. But, but so now he's fit. I saw this video of trying Lil to find a, of him in a, it's him at a bodega talking about why he eats grilled chicken. And now he's all into fitness. So if you're, I if love you, that for him. Health is wealth. I you know? love that for me him. Me too. You know what? Somebody the other day told me that briefly 
Um, what's his name? The lead singer of Limp Biscuit. Oh my God, Fred Durst. So apparently, Fred Durst was like doing smoothie YouTube videos. No, I don't know if that's true, but no, but also I can totally see it. Yes, but I would honestly love I mean, that please. for him. Hold on, I'm gonna type well, it in. Um, the game is all about fitness now. The rapper, the game. Oh, that he's that, he's Jack. He got a body. But this is because this is one thing that's too. It's like. When you, these people, when you like come in and then you're in money and then you're in around LA, all of a sudden all of these new like health things, like you're around here and then that stuff becomes like addictive, but it really goes to show that people gravitate towards what they have access to. Right. So like, you know, back to Maine, I never, there's so many things I never would have, cryotherapy, no way. Right. In LA, it's like, yeah, it's a Tuesday, do cryotherapy, right. you know? Same, yeah. Growing up in like a suburb of Dallas, we... You're not doing a sweat Crowd lodge. therapy, what are you doing? Right. You gonna get in the damn freezer? What are you? A keg of Kerr's light? Uh, yeah, so Fred Durst <laughs> apparently juice cleansed. Wow. And documented it every day. How'd he look? I'm not finding... Well, I mean, he looks... Um, he looked good in this photo. Oh, he looks great. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, I actually had another uh, Limp Biscuit reference for you today. Oh, wow. Because I was going to tell you the story of what happened to me this weekend. Oh, please. I want to hear it. This weekend, I was putting on eyeliner, and it was an eyeliner. Which is fucking hard. It was. So you've got my respect there. I was using a pen. Like, they have the little felt tips, right? Right. And I was trying to do my upper water line. What's that? So that's like the top part of your eye like your lash line essentially um it's called tight lining and it's a way to make your whole lash line look a lot thicker is to fill that in and you're supposed to use uh like a pencil like something a little bit more solid and you just sort of drag it across but i was being lazy so i used um a a felt tip or innovative maybe you want to look at it and i guess i pressed a little too hard and what happened was a giant glob of the ink Went directly into my eye, and because I had my contact in, my entire contact filled black. Did you think you went blind? Uh, no, I looked in the... It Actually, I didn't feel it at all. God damn. I looked in the mirror, and I looked like Wes Borland. Oh. <laughs> I looked like... Oh, my God. I Throwback. looked like... I, the first Holy thing I shit. thought was Wes Borland. I forgot about him, yeah. but when you say that, I know, of course, yes, I know exactly... he wore, did, like, the shark contacts. Right. Is he still around? You know, I don't know. I could Google did him Did he next. die? Am I confused? I think he's alive. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like we would have gotten, let's see, Wes I feel like I'm Borland remembering some type of death situation. Alive. <laughs> I know he's alive. Okay. Thank God. As far as I know. Yeah, Thank let's God. see. Um, yeah, he's 44. Good for him. He was 6'1". Wow. But, um, and I was like, what do I do now, right? Right. So I went in the bathroom, I took my contact mm. out, I sprayed it out, I got all the black out, but like, I was like crying black, and I was like, this is fucking emo, <laughs> you know? Um, and it basically completely ruined all my makeup, and I basically had to start God all over. It. But it was a really weird moment, like that's never happened before, but sure. it went all into the contact. Wow. The contact like caught it all. Yeah, the contact was your like condom. Yes, your eye it condom. was my eye condom. And I look in the mirror, and I had one black shark eye. Wow. And then part of me was like, maybe I should just leave the house like this? Right, and be like, what? Yeah, like, you know, we're all... Uh, like, I just drank some new oat milk. Is it responding weird to my body at all? But this <gasps> this was essentially me, but one eye. Oh, God. <laughs> right, man. God, that guy was everywhere. Good looking dude. Yeah, he is good looking Good guy. for him. Yeah. Um, anyway, what, shout out to West Berlin and shout Fred Durst. Berlin, yeah. I didn't know they were both going to come out. I want to try a juice cleanse. I've never done one successfully. I don't, I don't believe in it. No, I've never done... I mean, I would love to try to do something that detoxes me a little yeah. bit, but I don't like getting hungry. See, I, yeah, I, I avoid, like, diety yeah. things, you know, being a naturally thin person, it, it, it's not, I don't go there. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, everybody do what you want to do, everybody take right. care of yourself, 
I don't promote it here on Nash Butte. I want everybody to love their body and do what they need to yeah, do. And, and juice cleanse stuff, it can't be, I think it, you can't think of it as any kind of weight loss thing. That just right, doesn't right, right. work. Yes. But if you think about it as detoxing, I actually think that that's kind of slippery ground too because uh, to, to I felt it was kind of detoxing when I was doing that low FODMAP diet mm-hmm. where diet is maybe the wrong word because I was eating so many potato chips yeah. and those aren't good for you. But it, there's when you're trying to like eat things that are really easy to digest and then you are going into a, a drugstore, it's tough. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, I can have potato chips. Right. So Or I could have had almonds as well or other. I could have had really? peanuts. Really? I feel like almonds are hard to digest. I'm pretty sure. But you know what? I could have only had a small handful right, of almonds. Right, right. So, but it was like that doing that stuff, it, it made, it, it was good. It works for one thing, but you, it, you, it only eating healthy and balanced and like feeling good about yourself was in the only sustainable thing. Yes. Otherwise... It's just going to be something you do for a little bit to right. see how it affects you. Right. Preach. And you got to be careful because, like, my body reacted with the pizza after I had been pretty extreme in what I was eating. Then my body freaked yes. when I did something else. Right. So it so hits you back. Moderation. Right. Moderation is Gradual. the Gradual. Unless there's something with moderation that you can't do. Like, I don't, like, it's easier for me to just not drink than do moderate drinking. And I think there's that's similar with sugar for some yeah. people. Because it's like, for me, like sometimes I'll eat I'll eat sugar and I'll feel it in my brain right away. I'll go, I want more. Yeah. So I can still do that in moderation, but I totally sympathize with people that are like, because sugar is like a drug, like a motherfucker. Uh, it sure is, 100%. Ooh. Okay, Emma, why don't you tell us about your two podcasts? I got two podcasts. Um, I have one. Oh. Anything coming out after April 19th? Any specials, any tours, anything like that? Where we can find you on social media, et cetera. I keep all my tour dates at emmacomedy.com, and I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, Emma Willman, two L's and two N's. And I've got a podcast that comes out every Monday called Secret Keepers Club with Carly Aquilino um, from Girl Code. She used to have the red hair in Girl Code. Now it's not red anymore, but that's still who she is. And, and then what's the the, what's the gist of that show? So secret keepers, people write in their secrets, and then we discuss secrets. <gasps> oh, I love that. And it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. And then my other podcast is uh, one I do with you guys here at Starburns with Mateo Lane that comes out every Thursday. And that one is it's inside the closet. It's kind of like, what would two people talk about if no one else was around? Two gay people talking about what they would be talking about if no one. It's very like raw, uncut, very personal. It's just us sharing our journeys. And we have guests on that one, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I think um, we've got Bob the Drag Queen coming up. And then I am on the road a bunch. So if you want to come to a show, hit me up, mention this podcast, yeah. Butte, and I'll get you a discount on tickets or free tickets. Look at that. I Absolutely. love that. That's awesome. Of course. Um, yeah, that Mateo, what a body, huh? What a body. Oh, my God. What a body. And he transformed himself. It was like a three-year endeavor. This was no quick fix. And yeah. you know, that motherfucker's just, he's eating chicken, rice, oatmeal, vegetables. Yeah. Uh, coffee. Yeah. But, but he also has sweets and pasta. So he balances that out. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's got a sweet tooth. He's just a consistent, balanced out person. No quick fix on that. Love and, it. And his big thing is he eats regularly, like every couple hours to like have a snack or something. I love it. Probably flosses too. Yes. He probably does. Probably. If you take that good of care of your body, (sighs) you definitely clean those gums thoroughly. You know? (laughs) Thank you so much, Emma, for for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Enjoy your stay in Los Angeles. Thank you very much. And um, thanks for being here. Everybody remember to cream your neck. Cream your neck. And keep your fringe fresh. Yes. A podcast network.